I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order. My name is Tristan Miller. I'm the saucy sleuth. I'm Melissa Maley, the spy. I'm Tyler Riley, cop and a half. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod and browse the unmatched selection of, of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod. Do we have a book recommendation at all? There is a book. Uh, I am friends with voiceover artist narrator Will M. Watt, and he is narrating a book called Malamander, which I plan on reading. Mm. Uh, Look it up. It sounds really cool, really interesting. It's a YA novel. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but um, I'm really excited for it. It sounds great. Malamander, how do you spell that? Like Salamander, but with an M. Great. Uh, on a similar note, uh, I would recommend the first story narrated by a friend of the show, Tucker Daly Johnson. Yeah. That is up on Audible. Who that? Just kidding. <laughs> Love you, Tucker. Um, also, I'm in the middle of the Mr. Rogers uh, uh, biography, which oh. is narrated by LeVar Burton. Oh, so if you need that's really cry, sweet. If you need to like force out some tears because you're emotionally that's constipated, a yeah. it's a good It's a good one. So, uh, what's the what's the episode we're talking about today? We're doing the lost mine. Semicolon. Whoever smelt it, dealt it. Mm. It'll make sense later. Yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, the lost mine is the fourth episode in the second season yep. of um, our series of Agatha Christie's Poirot, it's... and it is also based on mm-hmm. a short story that Tristan and I have read. Yeah, it's. Pretty much the same. Some some differences, and I think they're changes for the better, to be honest. I think it works more smoothly. I don't remember the short story at all. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, that's not true. I do remember. I vaguely remember it, mm-hmm. um, but I don't remember the difference. Over, so. like, two years ago, we read it, or something like that. Something like that. Thank you for your honesty, and I would yeah. like to be honest about something. Mm. Mm. I do not know... Or have memorized the entire works of Agatha Christie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just putting that out there. I don't remember offhand all of her books and short stories. Especially if we have not yet read them. Yeah. That um, is nearly impossible. Uh, yeah. Uh, the one that everyone knows is, of course, Murder on the Orient Express. Cheers. Cheers to we all have water and coffee today. It's one of those days. Yeah, double fisted. So uh, there's going to be, there might be some clinking uh, of glasses. Clanking. Yes. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang, we love you. So this opens <laughs> on Poirot and Arthur Hastings playing Monopoly. Oh my goodness, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, Monopoly. Uh, I didn't realize it was around this early in... The 30s? Yeah. Apparently it wasn't. That's hysterical. Um, you did it came research? out like a year later. Uh-huh. Um, thank you, IMDb Trivia. That's fun. Oh, yeah. All right. And they're also playing it wrong as well because they <laughs> rolled nine and he only moved like seven or eight spaces. It's it's a, it's a delight. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's truly... Like, it's one of the best... Uh, it, it's right up there with uh, all the good 
Hastings Poirot interactions yeah. that you can imagine. It's like they're two eight-year-olds trying to figure out the rules on a family vacation. It's adorable. Um, yeah, and Poirot is no good at it, and Arthur Hastings asserts that it's because he doesn't do any investments with his actual money, and he's like, well, you, you, I, you're, you're right there. I don't, maybe I should start doing investments. Fine. And he does it out of spite. Yeah. But uh, I also love how Poirot is thinks the rules don't make any sense. Because and he gets really angry about it. Can I tell you? Because they don't. They don't, but it's a game. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a game. It is a game. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're playing Settlers of Catan, for instance. Yes. yes. If this was real life, if you're bothering me as a neighbor, I would just set fire to your wheat. Like, I'm yeah, just going to, yeah. you know, <laughs> and you can't do that in the game. Right, exactly. Arson. Um. Arson for Carson. Yeah. Title of a children's book. Uh. <laughs> this is our son, Carson, who does arson. Uh, but also We're trying the, to parse out the details. Uh-huh. But also the Amazon rainforest is burning and we should probably figure that out, huh? Anyway. Yeah. Somebody needs to. Yes, yeah. please. Um, fire's so, not always the answer. Uh, not always, but... No, not in this case for sure. Yes. Uh, so we see a man check into a hotel. Motel. Holiday Holiday Inn. Inn. Great, thank you. And... Uh, his name is Wu Ling. Yes. And we get some bad, problematic, bad stuff. Um, uh, Vis a vis the representation of. Yeah, it's not great. It, just Asian let, immigrants to England. Let's just it's say that for the. In, yeah, this entire episode, it's really. It's not great. I mean, it brings up this nice conversation. Well, it's not nice, but this important conversation. Yeah. That, like, representation does matter, but not only, like, putting people of color on screen, but, like, making sure it's not mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not ill-intended. Yeah. Because there's, like, a huge... Like, sometimes, like, people will be mad about someone getting cast as, like, a serial killer and... Or, like, like specifically... I can't remember the, a, a specific case, but it's like you don't—you probably don't want that representation yeah. because, like, that's going to be negative. You can probably let this one slide. <sighs> yeah, good, 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 good. Just do a better job at representing real people and yeah. Yeah. not stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Uh, I think Asian American actors in this episode say a total of ten words across the board. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not good. Not great. Um, so he's checking into the hotel. Yeah. And what is his deal? Who is he? He is like a shady businessman. He asks for a pack of cigarette, uh, pack of matches for a cigarette. Yes, he does do that. He looks a little haggard. He's got missing teeth. Yeah, he's been a, traveling. Yeah. Um, beautiful Fu Manchu mustache on this man. Oh, yes, indeed. He does have a mustache. He, he does. Um, <laughs> there are mustaches in this episode. There's, can I tell you? So many. Like, Poirot, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jap, obviously. But mm-hmm. every associate of Jap in this episode has a mustache. Every yeah. police officer. It's nuts. I love it. It's just so strange. 
Um, yes. Uh, we also get Poirot going to a bank and asking yeah. what his balance is. And he usually has 444 pounds and 44 Four cents. cents yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Whatever. Um, man after my own heart. Yeah, yeah. Though, always make sure. If I may. Yes, mm-hmm. please. Um, Mr. Wu Ling is yes. in town for a business meeting. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. That's the uh, purpose of his visit. So uh, we also see, like, as he's checking in, we're getting, like, these cuts to the bank where he is expected to arrive yes. to yeah. take care Thank of some you. business. Yes. And, of course, he runs late. Yeah. yeah. And then we see he has been... He had been smoking a cigarette, and then we just see it. There's a shot of it sitting in an ashtray, still smoking into the sky, but he is nowhere to be seen. Um, Meanwhile, at the bank, Poirot is told that he is overdrawn. By 50? And then 60. And then 60. 60 pounds. And he is outraged and asks to speak to the manager, basically. And... (laughs) Uh, he does not have a haircut to pull that off. <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> so he, yes, uh, he goes back eventually to his apartment, office, thingamabob. Being very fussy. Oh, very, very fussy. Um, and so then he gets a visit from, my, yes, go on. My fussy egg boy, that's all. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad we stopped for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we did. No, 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 no. I am, truly. Um but so yes he's being very fussy and then he goes back to the office and later on uh miss lemon says that he has a visit from i don't know the bank manager yeah lord farquad sure let's yeah. just call him lord farquad okay that okay. things easier yeah yeah uh and he of course thinks that it's due to his overdrawn account and you know they're going to set it right, and he's, yeah. like, very smug and very polite. There's no way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very smug. Uh, he offers the bank manager a drink, um, and he offers Hastings a drink, but then never gets him one. Yeah. Um, and then asks Hastings to get his drink. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's iconic, honestly. Uh, but yes. So uh. then the bank manager is like, well, you know... I want to make sure to get this taken care of right away. And he's like, I'm so glad you think so. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. This is so wonderful of you to stop by. And and then the bank manager's like, wait, do you already know what's going on? It's like, well, y- yes. He's like, do you know about the disappearance of Wu Ling? And yeah. Wu Ling, yeah. yeah. And Poirot's like, uh, sure. Why not? Let's say yes. <laughs> and I'm already on the case. Poirot <laughs> <laughs> hmm. is a great improviser. Yes. So then we do see the body being discovered. Yeah. Well, we also see the ore that the bank manager brings into the office. Oh, yes. Um, they talk or O R E, not yes. O A R. Okay, I yeah. did not. Sorry, yes. The O R E with a paddle as <laughs> man. I must have dozed off again. <laughs> and they talk about like if they smelted that ore down, uh, it would be pure silver. Mm. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's what they actually mind. have looks like fool's gold. Mm. Like the actual yeah. prop looks like yeah. pyrite. Very much so. I write pyrite. 
Mm-hmm. Note to self, another title for a children's book. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. So, what happened? I don't... What happened? Um, <laughs> Tristan is channeling Winnie the Pooh today. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, there's a... There's... So they just start meeting with Jap about the case, right? Yeah, basically. That's the next thing. Yeah. So what happens is, when they're investigating, they realize that a young bank clerk called Charles Lester um, had called on Wu Ling at his hotel. Uh, Charles Lester is an American. and Boy, is he. Actually sounds like an American. Yeah, I was very pleased. Well done. Wondered if that guy is actually American. It's possible. I'm going to look um, it up. Clang! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and clang, 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 goes the trolley. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, much, so much train noise today. Yeah. Um, so, yes. And he says, uh, no, I didn't see him at the hotel. What are you talking about? And then they leave and come and real ascertain that he was there somehow. Yeah, they go back to the hotel to interview the uh, front desk clerk. Yes, that's and right. And they think it's this man called Dyer that had been there to collect uh, Mr. Wu Ling. The front desk clerk is like, yeah, no, never saw that guy. Right. And then... The Then Hastings leaves behind his book that Mr. Lester gave him, yeah. which has a big old picture of uh, Lester on the front. Right, of course. So the hotel clerk retrieves it, brings it out to Hastings and goes, oh, oh my gosh, this, this is the guy that came for the other guy. Yeah, this is the guy that came to see Wu Ling. This is the one. And so they go back and mm. say... Um, hey, what gives? I like that cutscene. Because it's just like, yes, that's the guy. And then immediately, like, you just see Poirot and Hastings just, like, shadily sitting back in this chair in Lester's office, just looking at him, like, Mm. really? (laughs) We Uh, we had to come back to this? Yeah, he's like, Uh, I'm sorry, I did, I panicked. Sorry uh, about that. The actor is American, he's from Chicago. Oh, well, oh, okay. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah he was born in Kansas City and then moved to Chicago. Everything's up to date in Kansas City. Bum, bum. So they confront him about him lying, and he's like, listen, uh, oops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> uh, and so Oopsie he, beca- he becomes the prime suspect for a while, right? And then they lead him to another, a criminal Some somehow. whale. Whale. Well, the taxi um, driver, right? Now where Robert I was Genier going. Was here. <laughs> okay. Where were, tell me where you're going, Tyler. I'm going with, like, Lester's now the prime suspect for Poirot and Hastings. Yeah. Jap, however, is still insistent on this Dyer guy. Oh, yeah. And was like, he's, he's the one. He had something to do with it, and everyone else is just like, no, like, we're moving on. But, like, Hastings is just, like, now obsessed <laughs> with this man. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, he's the one that he's tried to caught for seven years, right? Yeah. He's like, got a big he's criminal like, I record. Gotta, gotta pin something on this dude. Yeah, for the love of... Such like a cop. Yeah. Like, There's this really fun scene later on where they're trying to capture Mr. Dyer, where they go to this HQ. 
Yeah. Oh, that, that was a really interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Basically, they have a map and they have these secretaries <laughs> moving like these model oh, cars yeah. around it's on this so map. Bizarre. And they have like a radio. Yeah. It's very fun. I guess it was like the advent of dispatch. Yeah. In England. Very fun. Very cool. Yeah, and I think it was Jap that's like, listen, we've got this great system. You're gonna love it. And Poirot <laughs> was like, this is actually very impressive. A plus. And uh, then there's a woman who's, you know, helping out with this demo. Yeah. And at one point, like at the end of the scene, yeah. she gives a little smirk, like yeah. a little sexy smirk look, like, yeah. mm, I'm very attracted to this uh, <laughs> this very good method of investigation. <laughs> Yeah, it was very interesting. It was deep, deep sexual energy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it seemed directed at Jap to me. I know. Which is like, ooh, good for him. No, I mean. Ooh, that mustache. And also, like. What that mustache do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, like, we're, like, they're trying to, like, find Dyer to bring him into question or to question him. Yeah. And, like, they're all, like, converging. Uh, all cars are converging on, like, this one spot. Yeah. In a market. In Chinatown. Yeah. Go figure. And they're, like, not even, dr- like, whoever <laughs> costumed this episode should be fired. Oh, God. Because um, they were just dressed in, like, the most stereotypical garb. It was, like, nobody would dress like that in England like whether you're an immigrant or not I feel or not yeah. every not every person on the street yeah would have been in whatever these garments were yeah yeah it was bad it was yeah, yeah. but anyway they're converging on this guy like there's no I mean there was a way for him to escape like he could have just ran like it yeah it was so <laughs> it was so easy for him to get away it looked like Chris Pratt from Jurassic World doing like the Velociraptor oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, uh, uh. And then so they converge on him and the guy's doing the Chris Pratt thing. Yeah. And then Jeff is like, we got him! And he's, <laughs> he's just so like excited. so excited. So and for a minute I was just like, why are you so excited? Like there's like three cop cars surrounding this dude. And I was yeah. like, you know what? Because he could have easily outrun these men. Yeah. Maybe he was legitimately excited. Yeah. That the plan actually worked out. <laughs> and this dire fella has a big suitcase full of money. Yeah. So he's been up to something. No Stocks one, and bonds. No one has a suitcase full of money for a good reason. That's. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, what if you're paying a ransom? That's not a good reason. I mean, it's still a. It's still a negative thing. Right. Is it? I mean, you might not be in the wrong here, but someone's doing something. Yeah. Bad. yeah not great. <laughs> it depends on like, what kind of ransom. If it's like like uh, sending people toes ransom, that's no good. People need their toes, Tyler. Debatable. <laughs> uh, so they capture this Dyer fella. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they converged on Dyer. Um... Because they were in a dire need to. Mm. No. And, and uh, why is the suitcase full of money? Did we figure that one out? I I feel like we do, but like it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. Because he's not the guy. Yeah, yeah. spoiler. So Jap still at this point is like <laughs> all about like pinning anything on this dude. 
Tax evasion. Anything. Anything. Racketeering. Hmm. Racketeering? Racketeering. Yeah. Racketeering. I like racketeering better. The racketeering test. Can your robot commit fraud? Like he's on a tour of racketeering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then eventually, and I forget, is it Pearson? The Lord Farquaad? Yeah, Lord, yeah. Yeah, Lord Pearson. Mm-hmm. Um, that Lord Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> wants them to go down and check out the opium den? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I think you no, might. No, that was Mr. Ho. Uh, oh, okay. The two they hired hands. Mr. Ho. <laughs> <laughs> this is me as a sex worker. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so uh, the so hired they, hand. Yes. Um, Dyer leads them somehow to these two hired hands. Uh, so they go back to Chinatown, and mm. Mr. Ho leads them to the Red Dragon Club, which mm-hmm. there, there is the opium den. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Where they catch Dyer smoking opium. And then no, Jap no, no. is... Yeah. I thought it was... Um, Lester. Yeah, Lester. He's also there, but Dyer oh, okay. is also there smoking. Everybody. And then Jap is like, ha-ha, can't yeah, yeah. lose your way. And this, this is where we find out... Okay. Why he had the money? Because he was smuggling in opium from his last trip abroad. Oh, yes. Boom. Okay. 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 That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. So yes. And then turns out opium is illegal. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Lester is having like a wet dream on the couch. He yeah. is both in his imagination also because he's very sweaty. He is so, so sweaty. Boy. Sweaty Betty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they get. They get Lester and like, what, what are you doing here, buddy? And he's like, I, I, I love the opium. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just, <laughs> yeah. ooh, oh, I love it. Uh. <laughs> and uh, so they hold him there for a while, trying to explain, you know, get him to explain whatever. And then Poirot goes back home mm-hmm. and he's playing Monopoly with Hastings. Right, yes. And then okay. he's like, Gadzooks, I got it. Like he does. Yeah. And then he runs off and has Pearson meet them at the Red Dragon. But before that, okay. we meet Mrs. Lester. Oh, yeah. We should oh, right. That's The world's important. greatest actress. Who is probably not American. In I would life. imagine not. No. And trivia bit, she comes back later on in the series to play someone completely different. Well, that's fun. fun. Times. Yeah. I'm so I love glad when that, that they happens. brought that actress back. <laughs> well, she came back in like 2011, so I'm hoping she had acting lessons sure. in, between in between that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just grew into herself a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, took some improv. <laughs> took some improv. <laughs> but we found uh, that Lester has in his possession Ooh. Mr. Wu Ling's passport. Yeah. Right. Why would he have that? I wonder. Should we take a break and find out? Oh, yeah. Hey everybody, this is Tristan Miller, the Saucy Sleuth, uh, coming at you, n- not alive, but not not dead, n- yeah, not yet a, yet a man, but still not a corpse. Um, just to remind you that we do have sponsors for the show, go to audible.trial.com slash adcpod to browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. 
seriously, it does help. Also, if you rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff, you know, standard, standard internet industry fare. Um, oh, right. Oh my gosh. I need to tell you something so important. Uh, we're on the Scavengers Network. You can check out Historical Hotties, both Melissa and I have been on that program. They do excellent work over there. Spooky Spouses, all those good, good podcasts, good times. You can follow Melissa at, at Melissa J. Maley. You can follow me at, at Tristan J. Miller 1. You can follow Tyler at, at It's Tyler Riley. You can follow the podcast at ADC Pod on Twitter. Um, I hardly know her. That, that one was solid. Um, we have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Tristan J. Miller to support this program and others like it. I do two other podcasts, Animazing with Christina Tucker. It's a beginner's guide to anime. I know nothing about anime, and she knows a lot, and it's been really fun doing that. And then the other one is called Positive and Negative, which is an interview podcast about the intersectionality between mental health and the arts. And you can check those out on all your major podcatchers. We're on iHeartRadio now, which is fantastic. All right, enough of me blither, blather, blubber. My tongue isn't made of rubber. That's from Dr. Seuss. Let's get back to the, can we, okay, so let's go. So then they go to the Red Dragon. Again. Again. And Pearson is there. Oh, we're back. <laughs> it felt like a mere second to us. Yeah, so strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Please continue. Listen, I could have us start doing the the interrupt live. We could all do it through together, and it would just be chaos. Because <laughs> we did that once when we were doing ads, and it was just like, <laughs> 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 like I mean. Chaos is so much fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What a what a chaotic energy. Um, but they go there, and Poirot is like, Mr. Lester, I have... And he slams something down on the table, and he's like, how do you explain this? <laughs> and Mr. Pierce is like, his passport. And Poirot's like, I didn't say that it was his passport. It was like, I can see it from here. It's like, can you? Did I move? I can't. <laughs> it's Monopoly rules. And then he's like, oh no. <laughs> and like, he seems like so perplexed. Like, you <laughs> lured me here. <laughs> no, he seems so betrayed. He's like, yeah, we're trying to catch you. Yeah. yeah. You dummy. And this, this, this is what, this is the thing that happens that I don't understand. Okay. I don't get about criminal activity. Yes. You, you could have just left it to like the regular police, but you, you know Poirot. that Poirot is like top of the field and yet you still sought him out to hire him to dumb. find this man. Dumb. Yep. Dumb. So dumb. dumb. It's so true. dumb. I would have just handled his little money business. I would have paid out of pocket. Like, you know what? I just don't need him coming back to the bank to question me, to bother me. Anymore. But yep. no, you messed up. Mm-hmm. You messed up. It's true. Um, I mean, criminals so in real life are dumb like this, too. <laughs> anyway. Um, so they catch this guy. And I was hoping he was going to pull, like... Do you remember in... Did you see Grand Budapest Hotel? Yes. With 
where when Wraith finds just like up and runs away from the police, I was hoping this old man, because they, they build so much tension, and I was like, he wants to run away. It's good acting, but he should have. It would have been very funny. Yeah. <laughs> to see this old guy running up the stairs. Would have been great. Uh, but they catch him, they let Lester go. Yeah. he didn't do anything. But they don't notice that because the last shot of that scene is just a close-up on Poirot, like, thinking hard. But they don't go, oh, by the way, you can just leave now, I yes. guess. Um, Mr. Lester. But they get him. It's they that do. guy. It's no. very sort of Scooby-Doo. It is a bit. But then at the end, um, we get a nice little scene with Poirot in his office where... Yeah. It uh, turns out there was a check that came in for him that was supposed to be have been deposited like a week ago, so he shouldn't have been overdrawn. Now, the best part of that is mm-hmm. he's been using the back of the envelope for the check to notate his Monopoly winnings. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's so right. It's yeah. been there the whole time. Um, Did I move? Got a check about a week ago. Uh, and that's the episode. Yeah, and he wins Monopoly finally against Hastings. Yeah. And Hastings is pouting, as he's wont to do. Uh, yeah, so this episode, I'm conflicted about. Because, on the one hand, I think it's a perfect Poirot episode. I think it's very solid. The plot-wise, I love it. I love all the interactions between him and Hastings. But the amount of weird race stuff does, like, drop it down to a three for me. Because it is just, like... So much. And I do understand that they're, like, trying to give a semi-accurate portrayal of what it might have been like in London at that time, but it doesn't feel accurate. It feels just mean. Yeah, it feels lazy. Specifically from the 1990s. Like, this was came out in 1990. Yeah. So, like, you, sh- you should have done better. Yeah, it feels pretty lazy. Yeah. Um, I would give it a two. Um, mostly... Most of the points come from my enjoyment of the Monopoly scene. So good. Um, I'm not a fan of this story, mostly because, I mean, yes, the rampant problematic racism, that stuff is not good. But so, also the fact that, yeah. Sorry, just you saying problematic racism as if there's no <laughs> problem. I know, right? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> there's racism, then there's racism. <laughs> You know, no. Um, but also, I just, anytime there's like money and business and mm. that's what everything revolves around, mm. I'm like, I'm so bored. Who cares? Business. But business. there was a murder. There was yeah, a murder in this one. There was, but like, it was about business. It was a business murder. <laughs> <laughs> Are you applying business murder or case? third title of a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Riley. Normally, I give points for racism. <laughs> that but is today, true. <laughs> not this day. Not this day. Because um, usually, like, it's at least, like, on brand. Mm-hmm. If, like, in a way, uh, for the time period. But... It was just mean, and it was just lazy. Yeah. Like, you could have done better. You had so many uh, actors of color on that set, but, like, you can literally count the words they spoke on two hands Mm -hmm. across the board. Like, nobody said more than, like, two words apiece. And you had so many of them there, and they could have been much more involved 
in the story. Especially since they weren't doing a direct uh, replication of the short story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just felt lazy and lazy and problematic. Uh, I did like the. It's my favorite rap song. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the Monopoly bit. I did like those moments of levity, and I typically don't. I yeah. typically don't like moments of levity. <laughs> <laughs> To the surprise of no. Put that on a t shirt. (laughs) With Tyler's face. (laughs) I typically don't like moments of love. Just not frowning, but not smiling. Just a neutral. (laughs) Slightly judgmental face. (laughs) Perhaps one eyebrow slightly raised. Yeah, Uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh, yeah. But I I, I give it a two and a half. Okay. Okay. So we're averaging two and a half, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, also, I really enjoyed all the character stuff between, like, Jap and, like, our four main characters. Yeah, between our mainstays, like... It was really solid and solid. Consistently. But it was just, ugh, a lot. Yeah. Just a boy. I also just want to note before we wrap up, um, Rugs... Are Oriental, not people. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a lot of Oriental. Yeah. Yep. That was one of the things that actually did feel uh, time period appropriate. Yeah. So that in particular didn't bar- bother me as much. I mean, of course. I've just heard it said that. like out in the world recently. Oh, yeah. yeah don't so do I just that. wanted to. Yeah. That's just not good. To note that just for the general public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Public service announcement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have this character flaw where I do think that, like, archaic terms like that, because they're so stupid, are funny, unfortunately. Ah. Which is unfortunate. I, I do kind of get what you mean. Yeah, because it's so absurd. Yeah. But, like, if. Don't encourage If you were, it. like. I saw one. Saw someone biting their thumb at somebody else in public, like I would guffaw audibly yeah, yeah. because of how archaic that thing is. Yes, totally disrespectful in its period. Yeah, but yeah, it, I thought it was more archaic than it was. Yeah, yeah, and sure. I've heard that like a few times, like over like the past five years. Oh, that's okay. interesting. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, biting your thumb at someone today doesn't mean anything so yeah i now call this meeting to adjournment gavel sound bloop bloop bloop